Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day and welcome to The Journey. I'm Dodsey. And I'm Dave. Hey mate, how you been? I'm doing really well. Sport? Cricket, unbelievable the other day, mate. James Faulkner, Thanks. Australia needed 44 off three overs. That's 18 balls mm. in the one day over in India. He hit 30 off one over. We ended up winning the game with about three balls to spare, Dodsey. You know I love my sport. I love my cricket. It was great to see. Mate, how good is he? He is fantastic. Well, Dodsey, I want to know what you've been up to, but I'm a bit disappointed you didn't mention that special chair. Mate, love being in the big red chair behind the mic, but besides that... Great Bridge for Peace healing rally at St. Columkills on Saturday week. Uh, now, Bridge for Peace are a healing ministry from America, and uh, they held this healing rally, and it's witnessed many miracles over the years. Now, Alex from DAPDO was at that rally that day, and she had this to say, mate. Have expectant faith and remember God's thoughts are far above ours in what he has planned for us. He often works like yeast, you know, great things start as small things. Step out in faith, mate. Yeah, Dodsey, there's great things happening in churches right around the country. Now, one thing that's affected just about everyone across New South Wales this week has been the bushfires. Absolutely devastating. I don't know what you've encountered, mate, but where I live, the smoke's been coming over the escarpment from the fires in the Southern Highlands. I think everyone has been on high alert about the situation. Yeah, look, I drove through that smoke for a few days on the way to work, and I tell you what, all the way from the Blue Mountains and the Southern Highlands, look, fires have drifted right across to the coast, Dave. It's been pretty hard to escape. Hats off to our emergency service personnel in the Illawarra, indeed throughout New South Wales, and even other states that come to the aid of the New South Wales volunteers to help bring the fires under control. Mate, they do an amazing job. They risk their own life and limb for the protection of other people and poverty. What amazing people. Pretty selfless stuff, that. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Dodsey. I was interested to see in the midst of all the media reports and coverage, which was brilliant, particularly in keeping people informed of the status of the fires and what they should do, that Pope Francis sent a message of support and solidarity to the people of New South Wales. Yeah, actually, I saw that. Obviously, the fires were big news, not just here in New South Wales. Yeah, exactly, Grant. They got coverage right around the world. I think people overseas really have no idea just how big and wild Australia is. And I know because I've done a lot of road trips. And when something like this happens, they're amazed by the size of things like these bushfires in our country. Mm. In any case, Pope Francis sent a message to the people of New South Wales, and this is how it went. In the message, Pope Francis expressed his concern for the people of New South Wales and all those affected by the devastation from the extensive fires in the region. He assured us of his prayers for those who have died, for those who have lost their homes, and especially for the numerous personnel working to combat the fires and to provide comfort and care for those who are suffering. Finally, invoking the spiritual gifts of solidarity and perseverance, Pope Francis sent his blessing to all touched by these trying events. Mate, solid message from a solid man on solidarity. Speaking of solid, how's this lineup? Coming up, the Gospel Reflection, Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, Sister Hilda's Wisdom from the Abbey, Trish McCarthy's Milk and Honey, the Parolas once again, and rounding it out, Pete Gilmore, Living the Gospel. Also, an interview with Francine and Byron Parola, 
Francine and Byron are weekly contributors to The Journey and much in-demand presenters and advocates in Australia and around the world on marriage and also family issues. I can't wait. Let's get on with the show. And let's get into the gospel for this week with Father Richard Healy from Camden. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. The parable that lies at the heart of our gospel this week from Luke chapter 18 seems at first glance to be describing a religious event. In reality, like the parable that begins chapter 18, which we heard last Sunday, the one about the widow and the corrupt judge, this parable also is really another lawsuit. Another way of saying this is that the Pharisee in the temple has turned what should be an encounter with God into a contest. His prayer, if we can call it that, consists simply of letting God know all about his various good points where he exalts himself by dumping on the tax collector. The tax collector, on the other hand, because of his small and simple faith, is able to see right through to the very heart of a great God as he casts himself on the divine mercy. Jesus reveals what the divine judge would say about this. It is the tax collector, and not the Pharisee, who returns home at rights with God. In other words, he was vindicated before the judge. God finds in his favor. The wider context of these two parables is the final law court, in which God's chosen people will be vindicated after their life of suffering, holiness, and service. Although each of us may have many enemies, both outside and inside, These parables declare that God will act to show us who his people truly are. At the present moment, it is not enough to simply look for the outward badges of virtue or the observance of the small details of God's law. God's intention is to put all the wrongs of the world to rights. If you want to see where this final vindication is anticipated in the present world, look for where there is genuine repentance and a genuine placing of oneself on the mercy of God. This one went home at rights with God. Those are among the most comforting words in the whole gospel. Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. I once spoke to a leader about a person who'd hurt me with their words and actions over many years. The leader said to me, release this person into the Lord's hands. I'd met with him about a situation that shouldn't have happened. He was sympathetic towards what had happened, but also wanted to make sure that I was right with God. When someone harms us in any way, it's so easy to get focused on what happened and ask God what's going to happen to them. What's going to happen to the person or people who've harmed me? What are you going to do about it, Lord? When I've asked that question many a time, the Lord's answer has always been along the lines of, trust me with them, you concentrate on following me. Trusting him with the people who've harmed you means releasing them into his hands. And by faith, choosing to forgive them, leaving them for the Lord to deal with. When we let go of things and give them into his hands, into God's hands, he does take care of things. We may not always see everything he's doing, but if you will continue to release these things into his hands, you'll walk free and he'll be free to deal with those who've harmed you in the way he chooses. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com and remember, wherever you are around the world today, that God is never far from you. 
Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Now, Dave, we mentioned last week that Christian churches are currently recruiting Scripture teachers to join the over 10,000 New South Wales teachers who go into schools and share the gospel with young people in state schools in time set aside for special religious education each and every week. Yeah, spot on, Grant. Our regular listeners would know that I'm really passionate about SRE in schools. I'm a Scripture teacher myself. You just mentioned, Grant, that there are 10,000 volunteer scripture teachers in New South Wales. They did. Well, they see almost 240,000 students a week and make an incredible contribution to forming kids in the faith of their families, but also to public education. Mm. Now, if any of the listeners want to get involved with their Christian church's contribution to scripture in schools, they should contact Mr. Jude Hennessy on 4222407 who as a board member of the Interchurch Commission for Religious Education in Schools will put you in contact with someone in your area who can have a chat to you and provide links to the training and support offered by various churches to people who want to teach Christian SRE in state schools. Yeah, great, mate. Look, never underestimate how hungry kids are to learn about our God. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. I was sitting in our church the other day It was morning and the sun was rising. The August wind was upon us. The sunlight was sparkling in the trees. The light was totally dazzling in front of me and it was dancing as as the wind threw the light from one leaf to the other. It brought a smile of delight to my heart to watch it. Then I remembered something. I remembered that I'd seen something like this before in Chicago a long time ago. There were little lights that were all through the bare trees and that light was reflecting on the snow. It's the first time I'd seen anything like that and I was fascinated. Remembering that last week, I also began to remember the wonderful people and the many blessings that came to me during that time in Chicago. God's like that. You are eternally in the memory of our loving God. It's no exaggeration to say to you that The sky is a particular blue and it reminds him of the colour of your eyes and his deep love for you. The clouds weep on the escarpment and the anguish of your heart comes home to him. The barrenness of the trees in winter remind him of your sometimes loneliness and the winter that grabs your heart. And so it goes on. Absolutely everything around God speaks to God of you because you're eternally in the memory of God. In the scriptures we read, I am with you always, and unspoken yet understood, and I'm there because I love you. You're always with me, again eternally in my memory. The thing about the memory of God is that it's an active thing, not like looking through a photo album that just reminds you of times past. Memory for God makes you present. What a wonderful thing it is that you and I, through the love of God, are eternally present to him. No matter what happens this week, no matter where you go, no matter what gets said to you or doesn't get said to you, please know you are eternally present to God. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Well, Dave, now we're going to have a listen to an interview that our producer Jude Hennessy had with Fran and Byron Parola. 
They're our weekly contributors, of course, to the show, giving tips on how to make marriages vibrant and fun. Yeah, they've got a wealth of knowledge and experience in preparing people for marriage and of nurturing married couples through their organisation, Smart Loving. Let's see what they had to say, as you said, to our producer, Jude Hennessy. I'm here with Francine and Byron Parola, who listeners to The Journey will know are regular presenters in their segment, Smart Loving, on the program. Hi, Francine and Byron. Thanks for being here. It's great to be able to interview you for the listeners. Oh, thanks, Jude. It's a real pleasure to be here. It's a great privilege, and we've so much enjoyed making uh, the radio spots. It's a a new adventure for us, and it's been a great uh, experience so far. Now, you two are really well known around Australia, and indeed around the world, for your smart, loving ministry, and work with married couples, engaged couples. But before we delve into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, and how you came to meet, your family, your kids, etc.? Uh, Jude, our story is a bit of a boy and girl next door story. We grew up in the same uh, Catholic parish in the eastern suburbs of Sydney and uh, our families were very involved together, um, all brothers and sisters in in a parish uh, national youth group called Antioch. Um, So we started dating um, when I was a I was still in my teens. Byron was in his 20s. Um, he's six years older than I am. And in within a year and a half, we were engaged and preparing to be married. We're now celebrating this year our 25th wedding anniversary. And it's been a great journey. We've um, enjoyed parenting our five children and um, are looking forward to what the future holds for us. Hopefully, maybe some grandchildren. One day. One day. <laughs> what a great story. Thanks for, thanks for sharing some of that with us. Listen, I know you guys are, are passionate about people having good marriages. How come? Why are good marriages so important to you two? Jude, we have seen the devastation firsthand when a relationship or a marriage breaks down. It affects not just the couple and their children, but their entire family and the community around them. And we notice even within our own children, even though they've never been directly impacted Um, as in the immediate family, by a divorce, um, obviously, but even just the fact that they're living in a culture where their friends are, um, parents are getting divorced, that undermines their sense of confidence in their own family situation. So this is not just a concern for individual marriages, this is a concern for the whole community, and we're really passionate about trying to help families um, maintain their integrity and their unity. It's interesting, I've never met a um, a couple who intend to be married who intend to get divorced, and yet we know about a third of marriages actually end in in, uh, divorce. So the real question is, if nobody wants this outcome, why is it so common? And I think uh, our our understanding of it is, uh, with you know twenty plus years of work in the marriage area, most divorces are actually avoidable. We're not talking about you know terrible violent relationships. We're just talking about a, a marriage that drifts. And so if most people spend most of their adult life married, then surely as uh, a culture and as individuals, we want our marriages to work, and we think it's possible. Your segment each week is called Smart Loving. It's a great name. What is Smart Loving, and what's your broader work all about? Smart Loving comes from um, the sort of 20-odd years we've worked in marriage, and we've been just refining and refining the insights and the messages that we've learned from other people. Really, when it comes down to it, the trick to making a marriage work is to love each other not the way we most comfortably like to be loved, but rather the way the other person likes to be loved. We all have different love languages. We all react differently to different gestures. And the trick of marriage, because it's a relationship where we're orientated towards the other, is to love that person the way they most like to be loved and the way they most powerfully experience love, not necessarily the way we do. 
And that's what smart loving is about. It's about being smart about the way we love each other to make the journey of love easy. So what are some of the things that listeners can expect to hear from you as part of your your weekly segment on the journey? Well, Jude, we've got a whole bunch of practical tips, simple frameworks and insights into men and women and their relationships that we are going to be sharing with your listeners. Um, Over 20 years, we've accumulated lots of great little um, sound bites and words of wisdom that we've collected, not just from our own experience, but from the wisdom of other people and other um, experts who work in the field. So we'll be sharing those um, little bit by little bit over the coming weeks. Francine and Byron, I can't thank you enough for the way you've embraced being part of the the weekly content of the program with your Smart Loving segment. Thanks for taking some time out to speak with us on the journey. Jude, absolutely pleasure to be here and we wish you all the best in the the program you're running. It's fantastic what you're doing. Good luck with it. Yeah, thank you, Jude. It's a great honour to be here. Well, there you go. What a great interview, Grant. I tell you, Dave, I've had the opportunity a few times now to speak to Francine and Byron at various events. And they're so passionate about marriage, they see it as foundational to a good society, to our communities. And just as importantly, from their point of view, they see marriages as attracting people to the love of God, of actually mirroring God's love. Yeah, it's obvious that they're realistic, though. They don't have a fairy tale view of marriage. They recognise that, like all good things, it requires effort. It requires work, you know, in our work lives or in our sports or any of our interests. We invest time to form ourselves. And one of the big things Francine and Byron really push is the need for all couples to take time out Mm. to form their relationship, to look at effective ways of communicating, to help marriages in crisis. Sure, but even better, to make sure that relationships are well-oiled and that the little issues, you know, those little niggly things, they don't turn into major issues, Grant. Yeah, look, well, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We are so blessed to have people of the calibre of Fran and Byron contributing to our show weekly. And if you want to listen again to content from any of our presenters or think someone else should hear some of the words of wisdom, just go to the Diocese Wollongong website. That's at radio.dow.org.au. Or how about the Pulse website? Pulse941.com.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. When was the last time you found yourself floating in a body of water, suspended weightlessly and completely present in the moment. The reason I ask is that it may hold the key to growing in your capacity for meditation, which is vital for living an integrated life. Growing up, my experience was somewhat about being taught what to pray more than how to pray. Some wise people a little further along in the journey gave me some edifying tips that with a great deal of practice, enhanced my capacity to be with God, to centre myself and invigorate my being. One such insight was likening meditation to floating in the ocean. As we come into the presence of God, we consciously attune our mind firstly to our body, slowing down, breathing gently and softly. Next, bringing our attention to our thoughts, allowing them to come and go freely, not holding on to any one particular thought, but allowing them to lap at the shore. And each time our mind wanders, gently bringing it back to just being present. You can feel this when you begin to float in the ocean. You allow your feet to leave the ground, slow your breathing, and focus on just being still. You keep your head straight, not looking around in any distraction, but gently bringing it in line with your body. And finally, you allow the water to hold you, just like in meditation, being suspended or held in God's love, conscious of God's presence surrounding you. This week, you may like to play with this analogy. 
and practice both, learning from the two experiences. And coming into spring, no doubt it will invigorate both your body and soul. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. We're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving and today we're talking about the art of listening. Listening is not something that we're actually naturally good at. Too often we are listening defensively, ready to refute or argue, get our turn or get back to our own interests. We go through the motions of listening when really we are just thinking about our next words or how to wrap up the conversation. One of the most loving things we can do for each other is to simply listen. Listening is the art of not just hearing our spouse, but being willing to enter into his or her experience, to see things from their perspective, to take on their values. We've all had the experience of being ignored. We're talking to the other person and they're texting or their eyes are wandering and we know that we're irrelevant to them. On the other hand, when I am listened to, I feel deeply affirmed and valued. It starts by giving your husband or your wife your full attention. That means putting down whatever you are doing and putting it out of your mind for a few minutes. That means putting aside your own need to be right, to assert your sense of intellectual superiority, or to help change your spouse in some way. Put all that aside. These things are your agenda, and you can't be fully present and attentive when you're brimming with all the thoughts that you have about what you're going to do to manage the conversation. Your only job when listening is to be like an empty vessel. No agenda except that of communicating your love. The simple act of listening without an agenda is one of the most affirming and loving gestures you can give your spouse. It says, I value you, I honour you, I cherish you, you are important to me. We're Byron and Francine Parola. For more tips to strengthen your marriage, visit smartloving.org. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Now here's an opportunity to attend an event running in a few different locations around the diocese. First of all, there's the opportunity to explore Pope Francis's encyclical, The Light of Faith. Events are being held at St. Paul's Parish, Tongara Road, Albion Park, Father McCormack, Parish Hall, Cabbage Tree Lane, Ferry Meadow, St. John the Evangelist, Parish Hall, Cordo Street, Campbelltown, and St. Thomas Aquinas Parish Hall, Bowral. Listeners are invited to join with a panel of speakers uncovering the richness of Pope Francis's new encyclical and celebrate the end of the year of faith. Now, the panel of speakers will present their thoughts and reflections, followed by a Q&A-style forum and some time for discussion. For more information, including dates and times for each of those venues, please contact Darren McDowell, and he's at cfl at dow.org.au, or you can give him a buzz on 4222-2463. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. I've done a fair bit of horse riding in my time. You know, I've ridden on easy, everyday tracks and some of the more advanced ones where I'm sure even the horses are thinking, uh, this may not be the best idea. There's one thing that still gets me after all these years and it makes me sweat a little. When you're descending down a hill on a horse, where it's steep and uneven, to make it down the hill successfully, you have to do the most nonsensical thing. The horse feels like it's on the verge of falling over, you're being shoved all around, and everything inside you wants to gather up the reins and hold on for dear life. How do you make it down in one piece? Push your feet into the stirrups, let the reins out, and lean back. 
Lean back. Are you crazy? Or wait, who are you going to trust? Your instincts or the trusty steed that has walked this path many times before? When things look uncertain in our life, our natural instinct can be to panic and to cling to whatever looks like the closest, safest thing. But God is asking us to do the foolish thing. Plant our feet firmly on him, give him room to lead and lean back. So whatever steep hill you're descending today, I pray that you trust him that has walked the path many times more than you and lean back. God bless. Well, we're almost at the end of the show, but before we go, I've got to let listeners know that Spirituality in the Pub is coming up once again at Bulleye, and this time Bishop Peter A. Comensoli will be speaking at Bulleye RSL Club on Wednesday, the 29th of October. That's from 7.30pm. For more information, contact Simonette Bunda on 4227-5637. A quick message from me too, Dave. The I Stand Nights Regional Youth Group gathers from 7 to 9pm on Sunday nights at St Columcule's Parish at Coromel. Now, this youth group is for youth aged between 14 and 18. Listen to this lineup. They've got music, games, friendship, talks, camps, and a whole lot of fun, as if that wasn't fun enough. Everyone welcome. So get along and mix with some awesome young people and, of course, the Youth Mission Team. Now, for more information, contact Wollongong Youth Mission Team Manager Chris Brennan. Email him at wollongong at ymt.com.au or give him a call, why not? 0433-636-359. Well, that brings us to the end of another amazing show. Keep spreading the word about the journey. It's being advertised in schools and churches all around the place and there's growing numbers of people listening via live streaming as well. Remember that website, pulse941.com.au. You can listen live or listen to previous shows, radio.daw.org.au. These first three months of shows have flown by, Dave. Bring on the next 2,453 shows. <laughs> hey, listen, and thanks to Wally from Marilla. You're always there, mate. Yeah, it's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Remember, Sundays, 11 a.m. up until midday, repeated Wednesdays, 10 till 11 p.m. on Pulse 94.1 FM. Next week, we've got Sister Hilda Scott with Wisdom from the Abbey. Also, the Catholic guy, Bruce Downs, Dr. Byron and Fran Parola, Trish McCarthy and Pete Gilmore. They're our regular segments. So until next time, have have yourselves a great week. week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen in to The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au. Thank you.